Hello, Food Bazeways listeners. You're listening to episode 174 of the Food Bazeways podcast. Have you ever set goals, then put in a ton of work, only to later realize that your goals might not have actually been getting you towards where you want to be in your business? Does that sound familiar? If you're just not along, then this episode is for you. This is the second episode of our mini-series on goal setting. We received such great feedback on this series last year that we're sharing it with you again. In this episode, Ali talks through using reverse engineering to set your goals. This process helps you make sure you're setting the right goals for the right reasons. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the first episode in the series, last week's episode 173, then make sure to listen to that episode first. In it, Ali covers the big why behind setting goals in the first place. You'll miss a foundational component of your goal setting process if you don't listen in. So we've linked that episode in the show notes. Plus, all the episodes in this mini-series are short and sweet, so you can come back here in just about 15 minutes. Even though you might have, might have your goals set up by the end of this episode, make sure to listen to the rest of the episodes in this series. In next week's episode, Ali will cover deciding how to create a strategy for those goals and what the tactics can be within those strategies. In our later episodes, we'll support you in overcoming all the excuses that will likely come up as you get your get as you set your business goals, like lack of time or lack of data to know how you're progressing. By the end of the month, we'll make sure that you know how to track your progress and have a system set up to crush those goals. I'm so excited for this episode, so let's get started. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. All right, my whizzes, short and sweet is the objective with this goal setting mini series. So let's get right into it. I'm going to outline how to reverse engineer your goals. And remember, you can listen to this podcast all day long, but until you put in the work, you're not going to see success. I would love for you to commit a time that you're going to do this goal work, commit to it this week. So find 30 minutes in your calendar that you can put this lesson into action. This work isn't the type of work that you can just do in your head. It has to be written down. So I invite you to listen to this podcast episode while you're sitting down with a pen and a paper in hand. This is going to be the longest episode in our mini series, and it's crucial for the rest of this goal setting work this month. So don't skip out on this one. The process of reverse engineering your goals is just that. We start with the end goal in mind, and then we outline how you're going to achieve it. I know it sounds simple and straightforward, but I have to tell you, I have seen hundreds of retail ready students set goals over the past couple of years. And the ones who use this process are the ones who actually hit their goals. The ones who just set a loose goal say increase sales this quarter or 
do better at social media, (laughs) but then never defined the specific goal or worked on the how of the goal are the ones who felt overwhelmed or scattered or like they're just winging it. So let me show you an example of what not to do as you're setting goals, because you might relate to this. I see this a lot in public foodpreneur Facebook groups or public Slack channels, and the mistake looks like this. Food founders will post things to the public like, I want to hire a PR firm. Anybody have a recommendation for me? Or who knows a great refrigerated distributor in the Pacific Northwest? So if a retail-ready student came to me with a question like that, I would dig deeper. Say they ask, Allie, who do you recommend as a refrigerated distributor in the Pacific Northwest? Before I give them my recommendations, I would turn it back on them and I would ask them why they want a distributor in the PAC Northwest in the first place. The student then might respond naturally, Allie, it's because I want to get on more retail shelves. And I would continue to dig a little deeper. I would ask, Okay, like why do you why do you want to get on more shelves? Here the conversation might lead to the student saying they want higher sales, they want to increase revenue or margin, or they want the freedom of not having to do direct deliveries to stores every single week. Those are all great things to want as a business owner. But if those are the desired outcomes, then we would want to make sure that looking for a distributor is the right goal that is going to lead to those outcomes. We continue the conversation, breaking down each of those whys and seeing if hiring a distributor is the solution for them. So let's see, they said that they want to get on more retail shelves. Is the distributor going to solve this? Quite frankly, no, that is a rookie mistake. Distributors may promise you the sun and the moon, but they typically do not act as salespeople for you. They distribute your product, not sell your product. Next, the student said that they wanted a distributor so they can have higher sales. Okay, but again, if that distributor isn't your sales rep, why would this help you get higher sales? What else could you do that has a more direct impact on increasing sales? It seems like this is a sales and marketing challenge, not a distribution challenge. The student then said they wanted to increase revenue or margin. Again, great goal, good intention here. But this is a financial goal. And we all know that adding in distribution is something that typically takes away from your margin, not adds to it. And then finally, that student said that they wanted to not do direct deliveries week in and week out. I mean, yes, great. This one is tied to hiring a distributor. But again, I want to be open to asking what else might work for you here. Have you run the numbers and concluded that it's better to hire a distributor than it is to hire a driver for one day a week? Have you done the financial projections to determine if you can afford a distributor? So do you guys see what I'm doing here? In this example, I want you to realize how important it is to ask yourself the why of making these business moves those business goals, whether it's picking up distribution or doing a website redesign or registering for a trade show, you have got to know the why behind it and whether or not it's the right goal for your business right now. So what went wrong here? In that student's mind, they took the leap from, I need more sales 
to, I have to get a distribution partner without reverse engineering their goals. The students skipped a few important key steps with one of the big ones being that they mistook that end result of getting distribution as the goal, when truly it's just a tactic to hit their ultimate goal of increasing sales. So next week, we're going to talk more about those tactics, but right now I'm going to show you what to do instead. Instead of leaping right to get distribution, we're going to use the process of reverse engineering our goals in order to hit them. So before I outline the steps, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. I am really excited to tell you about Retail Ready right now, a new way of joining us inside of Retail Ready. So here's the deal. I heard from enough of you that you didn't have time to watch our masterclass and that you knew that Retail Ready was the thing that was gonna help you navigate our confusing world of wholesale. And you wanted an option where you could enroll on your own schedule without jumping through hoops. Okay, well, we listened and we created our Retail Ready Right Now information and enrollment page for food founders who want to skip the masterclass, who want to forgo a sales conversation, and who want to enroll within minutes. If that's you, click through to our Retail Ready Right Now option in the show notes, read through our hot take on why it's so hard for small brands to succeed in our current system, and how we're doing things differently to help producers inside of Retail Ready. Forget that classic advice of co-packing, brokers, distributors, and a race to the bottom on pricing. There's a better way, and I'm inviting you to shift our industry and your chance of success with us inside of Retail Ready. Don't forget, we are increasing the price of Retail Ready by $400 in January 2023. So join us now to lock in your 2022 pricing and lifetime access to our course, our strategic support, and our incredible community of over 1,500 brands all around the globe and in every single category inside of Retail Ready. Find that Retail Ready Right Now link in our show notes, and I hope to see you in there soon. We are back and let's talk about what you do instead. So now here is where I want you to grab a piece of paper and make sure, make sure this is your warning. This is where you do the work. If you are out on a walk, if you are in the middle of a production shift, if you are washing dishes, press pause and come back to this. So I want you to take out a piece of paper and write down two to five, half a dozen, who cares, goals for the next quarter for Q1 2022, or whenever you're listening to this podcast for the next quarter. And you heard me right. We are not planning all of the year. It's too long. If we learned anything between 2020 and 2021, it's that things can shift very quickly and we want to stay nimble. So I think quarterly goals for a young brand is a very doable timeframe. Right now, Anything goes with your big goals, as long as they're only one sentence long and that they get you fired up. We're not going to assign numbers to them yet. We're not going to use that smart goal framework that we teach inside of Retail Ready. We're not going to stress about how we're going to get there. We are just in the brainstorming phase. So you might write down something like, increase my wholesale accounts this quarter, or increase my revenue, or launch new products. And or hire a PR firm, right? There are many, many things that you could put as your brainstormed big goals. Once you have that list, 
I want you to channel your inner alley. That's me, obviously. And under each goal that you have outlined, I want you to list out your two to three whys of each goal. Remember, just like I did in the example before the break. So if you remember how we did it, again, say you've got this goal of hiring a PR firm. I want you to bullet point out your whys underneath it. It might be to increase sales in local brick and mortar accounts or to increase your direct to consumer subscription sales or to use that press to capture wholesale buyers attention. All of these things are key to know as you think about your original goal of hiring a PR firm. So do not skip this step. So now we have a list of that half a dozen or so goals. And underneath those goals, we have two to three bullet points of why underneath them. So what comes next? We assign measurable numbers to each of these why outcomes. Again, how are we going to know if we are hitting our goals unless we can measure them? Now, this is likely where your inner critic or saboteur comes up telling you that you don't have any idea how to pull these numbers and put put metrics next to the whys. And again, I'm going to remind you that the numbers at this stage don't actually matter. So remember from last week's episode, episode 122, it's more about the growth that happens along the way than hitting the end goal itself. So right now you can give the best number estimates that you've got, and we will track and measure along the way to see how you're doing. So when you put a number alongside each of your why, your list now looks like this. You've got your goal and your two to three measurable whys underneath. So using our example, that high-level goal was hire a PR firm. And the why was increased sales in the Pacific Northwest region by 10%. Or a why might be get mentioned in three major media outlets in 2022. So does that make sense, you guys? You will likely have some aha moments as you do this work, and you'll realize that your goals might not actually make sense for what you accomplish, want to accomplish this coming quarter. You might find that the big whys that you list out under those brainstorm goals are actually the goals itself. And I want to give you permission here to shift things around. So it is actually great to have this realization early on. It's so much better to realize now so that you can adjust your goals rather than six months from now after you've been spinning your wheels and you're not making any progress. So there you have it, my whizzes. By the end of this episode, (laughs) you should have your goals written out and your measurable whys bullet bullet pointed underneath each one. So next week, we're going to dive into the tactics of each goal, and I'm going to teach you my method for figuring out what to do step-by-step to actually hit those goals. So for now, just make sure that you've written down these goals and the measurable whys and come and share them with me in our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group or in my Instagram DMs. I'll give them a once over and I'll ensure that you are on the right track. Again, find those links in the show notes and let me know how it's going for you. From here, I will be back next week with our third episode out of the five episode mini series. We're going to talk strategies versus tactics. I'll see you soon. Well, that wraps us up for the second episode of our mini series. 
Thanks for joining us. And as Ali said, please make sure to share your goals with us in the Food BizWiz Facebook group. Don't miss all the fun conversations we have with food founders just like you. As always, the group is linked in our show notes. We'll see you next week for episode 175. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Wiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.